released a detailed plan for funding Medicare for All that promises not to raise middle class taxes by one penny, but instead by several trillion pennies. <laughs> and that's the joke on SNL. Yeah. They opened with uh, Kate McKinnon doing her Elizabeth Warren. Her Elizabeth Warren is just so good. That, uh, that's the best thing about it as Elizabeth Warren gets the nomination is that you get that a lot on Saturday. And then she came back moments later and did a Kellyanne Conway that was hilarious. Should President Trump be impeached and removed from office? It has dropped two points since early October. This is early November. I'm saying that's roughly a month. Bye-bye, well, Matt. well done. Thank you. Now, the margin of error is three, so it's within the margin of error, so you could easily call it flat. But it's certainly not uh, It's not going up by leaps and bounds, mm-hmm. which is what I think uh, I would be hoping if I were trying to impeach President Trump, because in, in the last month, there has been a drumbeat of news on this topic, right. obviously. Yep. All of it negative, some of it because it is legitimately bad news from the president, some of it because the media is only going to uh, talk about the negative stuff mm-hmm. and, and really focus on that. But still, in a month, it's stayed flat. I have today's impeachment update for you, if you'd like it. Sure. Lots of phony posturing going on. Back to you. Thank you. Thank you. And we're not going to dwell on it every day like we're freaking CNN. God, what a sh- shift show that is. It's awful. Awful. To the best of your knowledge, did President Trump ask Ukraine to probe rivals? 60% say yes. That's because he did. Well, yeah, one rival. Hold aid to pressure Ukraine. That's 52% yes, so it's mm-hmm. closer. Uh, President Trump asking foreign leaders to investigate political rivals split among Republicans and Democrats. Is that appropriate or not appropriate for the president to ask foreign leaders to investigate political rivals? There's a there's quite a division between the Republicans and Democrats. I don't know if you're uh, should ask you to sit down. Yeah. Ninety one percent of of Democrats say that's not appropriate. Only about half. Only thirty four percent of Republicans. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, we we talked about this briefly last hour, and, and I think we're in the same place. A lot of us are in the same place. The call. And by the way, all the talk today on the cable news is about the whistleblower and how the whistleblower testified. If they testified, Trump's trying to out the whistleblower, which is not cool. Um, And, and just the whistleblower doesn't matter. The whistleblower is an irrelevancy at this point. People much closer to the call, the transcript, the call, it's all out. And yet cable news is consumed with the whistleblower. Well, you got to talk about something. Yeah, I guess. But so, yeah, yeah, I think where most people are, well, polls show where most people are. Oh, um, oh, that's right. I was going to say, well, go ahead. Go ahead. Where most people are, according to the polls, and this is where I happen to be also is. Which polls? All of them. Okay. <laughs> he did make the ask. He shouldn't have done it. It's not appropriate. He should not be removed from office for it. Right. And yeah. that's where most of America is. Trump was being Trump. If I'm a Democrat, i got to get those polls to move to a, a much higher proportion of people who think he needs to be removed for that. Right. Right. Uh, and I tell you what, I, and I have a feeling this is already happening, there has to be a a, a smallish uh, junta cabal uh, group, uh, posse, of Republicans who just go around saying, look, we're going to have an election in a couple of months. And, and you know, other people will make other arguments, but just, just hammer that point. That's going to weaken support for impeachment and removal on its own. You know, it's I getting think. more attention is this, uh, what Politico broke last week, or just they looked at the calendar. <laughs> they looked at the calendar and said, hey, you realize if we do this, a whole bunch of the presidential candidates, including the top presidential candidates, are not going to be in Iowa. 
mm-hmm. we're going to be sitting there listening to impeachment. Does that seem like a good idea to anybody? What do you think Liz Warren has to say to that? Or Bernie? They're in a tough position. Or a Corey. <laughs> Corey that Booker. Was funny. How long is he going to hang on? Because he's down there in Beto land, isn't he, support-wise? But for Elizabeth and Warren, that's a huge deal. Elizabeth and Warren? I mean, Elizabeth and Bernie, that's mm-hmm. a huge deal. And, uh, yeah. I, right. they, They've got to be hammering that behind the scenes, don't they? Yeah, I, I heard some uh, former people who've worked on campaigns interviewed, like David Axelrod, who ran Obama's campaign, various people that have you know taken candidates through the whole Iowa thing, and they all say it'll be devastating right. to not be there right. every day for the last month. Meanwhile, Mayor Pete's saying, eh, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Uh, you got <laughs> a you constitutional do? duty. You probably ought to be in D.C. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? Right. Sucks for you is what I say, by right. Mayor Pete. It's funny how that happened, huh? Um, throwing some other names into the Democratic race from a Fox News poll yesterday. In a Democratic race, would you vote for Michelle Obama? 50% definitely vote for her. 50% so they would definitely vote for her. Uh-huh. Having served as the reasonably charming wife of a president. And, and getting some damned broccoli into our school lunches. Hillary Clinton, 27% definitely vote for 30% definitely never vote for. Right. So she's got a... Is that, among, is that among Democrats? Man, says, I thought yeah. that's how I read that. I saw that yeah, poll. Democratic primary voters. A third of Democrats say, I would never vote for that witch. That's not good. You can't jump into a race if you got those numbers. Can uh, you? Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> and Michael Bloomberg, only 6% vote for, so... <laughs> So, this, so we got a first lady, a no way, and a who. <laughs> okay. Well, like most periods of a primary, you know, this primary, this happens every single time. You have the uh, the going back and forth, the surging, the falling back, the debating, the getting tired of it, the thinking, when the hell are we going to vote? And there's always the cry for who else could get in? Please, surely, this can't be it. But every year, or every election cycle, we end up sticking with the people who are in there. Yeah. um, When was the last time somebody came up suddenly and said, all right, I'll do it, and got in and had any serious effect? Late? Yeah. I mean, major party. I'm trying to think. I I can't come up with one. No, I I can remember like when Ted Kennedy primaried Jimmy Carter and, 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 and Reagan primaried Ford, but... It's getting close to too late also to get on the ballots and... uh, Oh, that's right, because the paperwork. If you're going to do a third-party thing. Yeah, it just takes a while to get on the ballot, from what I understand. Um, uh, Da-da-da-da-da. One more thing I wanted to throw out. So, um, nationally, uh, Biden's still got a pretty good lead, but it's a four-person race, really. Biden, Warren, Bernie. You only throw... uh, Buttigieg in because he's surging. He's at 9%. He's way below those others, but he is going up pretty rapidly. So there's reason to think he's in the mix. Everybody else is at 2 or 1. Everybody else. So all those people got to go except for the big four. If I'm a Democrat, I'm saying all y'all got to go. We're down to the four. Right. The three oldsters and Mayor Pete. Get them on the stage and let them debate. I did hear a strategist say, though, one of the one of the bad things for Joe Biden if a whole bunch of candidates get out is... The fewer candidates on the stage, the more time Biden gets to talk. And, and the that's more, bad and, news? And that's that bad. tells you everything you need According to know. According to a Democratic strategist. Yeah. yeah. Not a joke. And here's, and this <laughs> might be the only number you really need to keep in mind when you're hearing any polls, and I'll end with this. Would you consider another candidate? This is the, the people who answered the poll. Over half said yes. So if over half the people say, oh, yeah, I could go to someone else. 
So it's not that solid. But who? Who? Well, it's just the idea. If you're, you know, I'm, I've, I keep saying I'm voting for Biden, but I could go to someone else. It's no big deal. I'll go with someone. I don't care. It's fine with me. Let's have uh, Michelle Obama run against Laura Bush and just call it good. <laughs> huh? Laura Bush killed a guy. <laughs> okay, um, easy now. Get Joe Biden up on stage, only four candidates, so he gets to look, because they're, they're god-awful long, so wouldn't he get like 45 minutes <laughs> worth of old man <laughs> storytelling time? <laughs> corn pop was a bad dude. Uh, <laughs> you remember back when he used to, you'd get rat poison, and you'd you'd bake a bunch of rat poison into a pie, and then you'd, you'd give it to the neighbor you hated. <laughs> yeah. I don't think... He wants to refer to the debates as old man's story time. Uh, and they had step, those days used to remember the straight race. You'd bang them on the curb, get them rusty, put them in a rain barrel, get them rusty. I actually don't remember. You that. remember when you used to get a bunch of nails and tacks and you'd put them under a police car's tires and then you'd commit a crime. <laughs> and the cops would they'd blow their tires. Yeah. Remember yeah. when you'd get an untraceable gun and... <laughs> No, no, I don't. <laughs> and he ran a bunch of bad boys. Right, right. Remember when you get an untraceable gun and a mask and you go into a bank? No, no, I don't remember any of these things. You remember when you used to get a bunch of corn and you'd distill it in your bathtub and make gin and make people go blind? Well, I learned that uh, it makes a difference. There you go. And if any of the blind people objected to your gin, you'd slash them with your straight razor, <laughs> wrap a chain around their head. The rusty dented one? Yes, the rusty dentist. That's one. right. Yeah, but I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. You yeah. go, Mister. Hey, Esther, he'd say it. <laughs> and I said, Hey, Esther. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mayor Pete, I believe you were named in that response. Do you have a, uh, a reply? I would like to cede the rest of my time to my opponent. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. no, just have Joe keep talking. That would be a good move. Yeah. Yes, I will. I will give my time to the uh, the former vice you. president. Off the board. Go off the up and drag you off. Go on, Mister Vice President. I believe you were telling a story. You were saying. <laughs> Hilarious. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. James Clyburn, Democratic... Senior member, he's one of those really, really old Democrats uh, from South Carolina, just said on CNN that being gay is an issue for black voters in South Carolina on why Pete Buttigieg is not uh, doing well there. And I saw that brought up over the weekend, so maybe that's a topic for discussion later. You got the whole intersectionality thing working in the other direction. Right. And a lot of black voters, well, enough black voters, including, according to an, a, an old black Democrat, you know, <clears throat> don't dig the whole gay candidate thing. Oh, yeah. There's always been a really uneasy relationship between the traditional, f- likely black voter and the woke uh, left. Because the traditional, frequent, likely black voter is older and a churchgoer and Christian and has a fairly... um traditional view of all of that stuff so yeah we'll have to see how that goes Hmm. i mean and listen speculating is i don't know it's fun if you're into it but 
I can so easily picture Joe Biden going like going nuts like we were talking about uh, in the previous segment, just continuing to fade. He's not really raising money. The, the bloom is off the rose, and and uh, the person who's really on the rise, Liz Warren, is out of her mind. Bernie's uh, 107 years old and a communist. So then you got uh, little Mayor Pete, mm-hmm. fine fella, uh, according to all. He's a little left for me, but everybody knows that. Um then he runs into just a disaster in South Carolina. Of course, South Carolina is an odd beast. It's it's an atypical state. Yeah, we'll have to see. We'll see as it unfolds. As we are now within a year of the general election, is it the third November the third next year? I would have to look at a calendar, and that seems like a lot of effort. I don't know. And we have three hundred sixty-four days to figure that out. Birth coach claimed only women can have babies and has been hounded out of her profession. How dare you say such a crazy thing? Wow. Lindsay McCarthy Calvert, age 45, was the spokeswoman for her doula organization, but has stepped down. She accused the charity of abandoning her over criticism from a small number of transgender activists offended by her social media post. I'm angry and sad, she said on Monday. I was effectively ostracized for saying, I am a woman and so are my clients. I've been very disappointed by Dula's uh, response. The leadership are paralyzed by not wanting to upset the transgender rights activists. They've fallen over themselves to acquiesce to their demands. What percentage of Americans would be troubled by the statement, only women can have babies? Percentage of people? Yeah. Infinitesimal. It'd be small. Tiny. Tiny. Only the babies would be upset by it? Well, is that what infinitesimal means? That's, uh, I get it. It's probably, well, hmm. I'm just going to let it go. She had written a Facebook post responding to a decision by Cancer Research UK to advertise cancer screenings as relevant for everyone aged 25 to 64 with a cervix, consciously omitting the word women from campaign materials. So again, they're trying to get cervical cancer screenings going with more women. Thank you for your service. But they don't want to say women. So instead, they go through the tortured and rather lengthy phrase, relevant for everyone with a cervix. <laughs> wow. We're twisting ourselves into knots to try to not offend anyone. Uh, accommodate a teeny tiny number of absolutely crazy people. I am not a cervix owner. I am not a menstruator. I am not a feeling. I am not defined by wearing a dress and lipstick. I am a woman, an adult human female, she wrote. Hear me roar, and numbers too big to ignore. Women birth all the people, make up half the population, but less than a third of the seats in the house, etc., are, are, are occupied by us. <laughs> birth all the people. That's a pretty good line. Right. Um, but no, you can't say that because there is an even more infinitesimal number of people who have never had a cervix who call themselves women for whatever reason. And I have nothing against those folks, and I hope they have long and happy lives. But I'll bet you not even all of them are bothered by saying only women can have babies. I promise you, you're right. So that's like 2% of the population, and all of that... wouldn't even agree with that. Because they would see the advertisement trying to get cervical cancer screenings and say, well, I don't have to worry about that one, and move along with their lives because they're not crazy. Actually, that can't even be close to true. If 3% is the number people use for help, what percentage of people are gay, then the trans community's got to be way smaller than two. It's tiny. 
Um, facing pressure from activists, the UK or the Dula organization rather launched an investigation into their uh, spokeswoman's assertion that only women can have babies. After several months of investigating, it took them several months to get to the bottom of the whole "only women can have babies" thing. Mm, should have paid more attention in sixth grade health class. Uh, they uh, made the uh, go to a farm sometime and watch oh. the whole birthing thing. They found that McCarthy Calvert had made, this is a new uh, phrase for you, trans-exclusionary statements that broke their guidelines. Wow. And actually uh, pushed her out, or did she get out her own? Uh, they pushed her out. They, they, God, they made incredible. it impossible to do her job. That is absolutely incredible. We are proud to say that we seek to listen to the lived experience of marginalized groups and make changes, including the changes in language we use if we believe it is necessary to make the community more welcoming and supportive, they said in a statement. Congratulations. And if they'd have kept her around, what do they think would have happened? Uh, Nothing. Transphobia hate. Uh, what's coming up in your news, A bunch Marshall? of men with cervical cancer. That's what would have happened. Elizabeth Warren's Medicare for All plan really getting beaten up by fellow Democrats. And Kanye West wrapping up some impressive numbers with his new music coming up. That's a great tease, Marshall, because, yeah, there, there's, a, there's a lot on that. And uh, she's, I think she's in trouble. I didn't think that a week ago. I think it now. This is an interesting development. If you'd asked me a week or two ago if I had to put money on anybody running for president on the Democrat side who was going to get the nomination, I'd have put my money on Elizabeth Warren if I had to put my money on one person. Now I think she might be doomed. Really? She, just because she's getting it from, from so many people in positions of power, I can't imagine a person getting the nomination with that headwind. Maybe her brand of Santa Clausian populism, though, it just it, it, you're not going to see an erosion in the numbers among people. We'll the see. The money people and the grown-ups understand that she's out of her mind. Explaining but. what I'm talking about here is the news with Marsha Phillips. Well, Elizabeth Warren's $52 trillion Medicare for All plan catching heat from all sides, including Democrats. One of them, former White House Chief of Staff for Barack Obama, Rahm Emanuel saying Warren's made a strategic error because our original game plan was to just kind of go ahead and support Bernie Sanders' universal health care program until she was pressed for details about her own plan, which she continued to claim will not raise taxes on the middle class. She was drafting behind Bernie. This was Bernie's idea. And now uh, she owns this idea. And what she did today is take it from a health care idea to a tax idea. Emmanuel, and that is not a place you want to be. Emmanuel adding... The politics of this is she is making this more difficult than it needs to be on the very issue of cost control. It is a pipe dream. You are not, we couldn't get, when we had 58 we're Democratic senators, we couldn't get a public option. What makes you think, and I say this in the piece, give me the nine Republicans that are going to vote for Medicare for all, and I will declare New York pizza better than Chicago <laughs> pizza. It's not going to happen. Rahm Emanuel, uh, now he was the chief of staff for Barack Obama, yeah. and he was um, uh, one of the architects of Obamacare, and he yeah. wrote in the Washington Post over the weekend, Some needs, someone needs to say it, Medicare for all is a pipe dream. I'm worried about the Democratic Party's new focus on Medicare for all. Um, and he gets into how disastrous it, is, disastrous it is as a policy. It can't happen, and most people don't want it. He went through, and Chris Christie went through yesterday on one of the talk shows, the 
millions of people across the country that like their health insurance, particularly union members who negotiated hard and in some cases went on strikes to get the health care plan they've got, who would lose it under Elizabeth Warren's plan. Mm-hmm. The, sort, the very sort of people in the very state that you yep. need to beat Donald Trump. Wow. It's just a disaster. Wow. To go to those areas and say, yeah, we're going to take away that. Because a lot of union members have better health care than any of us. Oh, yeah. I mean, just, I mean, I was a Teamster for a while. That was the best health care I ever had by far. They're going to, you're going to, those people are going to lose it. And that's the working class in those states like Pennsylvania and Michigan that are going to say, no freaking way, Elizabeth Warren. Mm. And so the question is, what you brought up earlier, is she popular enough with her Santa Claus idea that she just gets the votes and ends up the nominee? Because the power people, the old Obama crowd came out hard over the weekend saying, no, 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 this is a terrible idea. And the money people, have we've been talking about for weeks, the people that, that donate the big money, think Elizabeth Warren is absolutely a losing candidate. Remember this, though. Politicians make drunk college boys look like they have some shame in that she will, they will, pivot way to the center once they get the nomination, say, Medicare for all is a wonderful goal. There are money countries around the world that have that, but... I think realistically, Medicare for some is the plan for America. And if you have, if you like your plan, you can keep your plan. Want our union friends to know you can keep your plan. She'll just pivot as far as it takes. In other news, the head of Iran's nuclear program says that Tehran is working on a prototype centrifuge 50 times faster than those allowed under the nuclear deal with world powers. The comments coming as Iranians mark the 40th anniversary of the 1970 U.S. Embassy takeover and the start of the 444-day hostage crisis. So they're out on the streets saying, death to the USA, death to America. Yeah, that's awfully uh, unfriendly. Stop saying that. Apple. Apple is stepping in. It's going to commit $2.5 billion to combat California's housing crisis. That pledge announced today includes a billion-dollar fund to build new homes for households with low to moderate incomes. They've also come up with a billion-dollar homebuyer mortgage assistance fund. And three hundred. They're going to run their own mortgage company? Yeah, it looks Apple that mortgages? Way. It looks that way. You know, that's funny. I just came across this piece. Facebook is looking more like a failing state than a thriving company. And uh, Apple is now going to have a multi-billion dollar housing program complete with a mortgage bank? Mm -hmm. That's odd. Yep. And they've got $300 million to make Apple-owned land in San Jose available for affordable housing. So they're stepping into this big time. Yeah, good luck getting that approved. Enjoy the uh, the phony environmental lawsuits you're going to get in Mm -hmm. Cal Unicornia. Kanye West is tying a Billboard record with his latest album. The rapper's new album, Jesus is King, already hit the Billboard charts at number one. It is his ninth consecutive album to debut at number one. Billboard says that ties the record with Eminem for the most consecutive number uh, ones on the album charts. And the gospel-inspired album also gives West his biggest streaming week ever with nearly 200 million on-demand streams. I know I was streaming it. Yep. So I don't know how much money that's going to produce for Kanye, but... uh, That's his Jesus album. It's completely different than the stuff he was into, you know, earlier in his career. The Bible! Right, sir. And you've been listening to it, and you like it. I like it. All right. One last note. I mean, it's Jesus. If you don't like the Jesus stuff, you're probably not going to like it. So it's pretty overtly. Uh, oh, it's, 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 it's a sermon. Absolutely it's, a gospel album. Yeah. It's, yeah. There you go. One last note Breeders' Cup and the Santa Anita came within 220 yards of staging a safe weekend of championship racing. It all came down to the $6 million classic. 
in front of thousands of fans in a primetime TV audience. That's when tragedy struck. Another horse went down. Another horse had to be euthanized. So here's my question. Santa Anita's got a terrible uh, run of luck there. Um, Is it... 10% 10% worse than the typical racetrack, or 40%? I, this, or? this is what I hate about the media. So I look up at the TV, and they say the 34th horse. Is that the right number? I think it's 37. Whatever. Um, uh, 37th horse has died. And then the media doesn't go with the next obvious stat or question. Well, is that more than usual? Or the same as always? Well, it's more or than less. usual. I think that's... How much? Well, yeah, but how much? Well, right. That's the whole point. Yeah. Yeah, how much? Yeah. If it's a couple more, okay, well, things come and go. If it's twice as much as it's ever been, well, then that's a huge story. Yeah, wow. Did you hear a, a horse named Kofefe won the uh, the big Breeders' Cup or one that's of the big funny. races? I'm not that into horse racing, but, yeah, that is pretty funny. <laughs> and uh, the, the meme over the weekend was, even Trump's mistakes are champions. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's your news. Hilarious. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I've got a pretty shocking personal story that I don't know how to tease without giving away the, not really punchline, but the Mm. climax of the story. I'll just say everybody I've told it to has uh, either uh, fallen down laughing or gasped in horror, depending on the age of the recipient of the story. Oh, my Oh my! You didn't lose control of your uh, your intestines in a Target store again, did you? Again, yeah. that's, that's a great loaded question. <laughs> Somebody, a friend sent me an email of that happening. I'm sorry, a, 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 a like a link to a video of that happening to a poor fellow. Oh, jeez! Thanks for that, by the way, buddy. Really enjoyed that. Yeah. It's a sick enough. Couldn't keep that to yourself. <laughs> Jeez, how has my how has my life been enriched in any way by receiving that e- that that, uh, that link? That is the perfect response to many things people get from friends. Right? How is my life any better from having read this, seen this, know this? If you have a link to something that can help me unsee what you just <laughs> sent, please send it now. <laughs> The Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, first, I would like to pour one out for Beto O'Rourke, who just dropped out of the race. Um, thank you so much for running a great campaign and for sticking around long enough to call me punitive. I was so badass. Let me know how my dust tastes, all right? <laughs> Elizabeth Warren on Saturday Night Live. Hmm. Uh, Beto is out. Yeah, if you hadn't heard that news, that's that's something, huh? This changes everything. Yeah, I saw somebody say, who will his voter go to? <laughs> um, so a, a little bit more, and only a little bit more, on Elizabeth Warren's health care plan. And I only mention it at all because you all tell pollsters that it's the number one issue to you, is the whole health care thing. But she unveiled her gazillion dollar health care plan, which... All the Democrats that were in Obama's orbit are saying, are you flipping crazy? It's a pipe dream. It's nuts. You can't do it. And even if you could do it, it's a terrible idea, and et cetera, et cetera. Right. Democrats are saying that. Right. 
including one Joe Biden, who said over the weekend, the mathematical gymnastics in this plan are all geared toward hiding a simple truth. It's impossible to pay for Medicare without middle-class tax increases. To accomplish this sleight of hand, her proposal dramatically understates its cost, overstates its savings, inflates the revenue, and pretends that an employer payroll tax is something else. Um, That's exactly right. Right. That's exactly right. She responded by saying Joe Biden is running in the wrong presidential primary and repeating Republican talking points. Oh, boy. That's quite a a split between those two. Wow. And so that sets up what could be a pretty exciting debate if uh, if Biden can make those sorts of points on stage on his feet out loud out of his mouth. It's a big ask. As opposed to... Yeah, I was going to say that was clearly a written statement, not old Joe at the microphone. But uh, I, I tell you what, I mean, that's one candidate saying you're lying to people. You're making crap up. Yeah. And her saying you should be a Republican. You're just a Republican. That's that's a pretty stark difference. No, I, I said, said you're kidding me. I think in life, in business, in politics, if you find your opponents saying the same thing as your friends, there's a chance it's because it's true. <laughs> you can call it Republican talking points if you want. But your let's set our hair on fire plan might yield scalp burns. Everybody's saying it. It's probably true, Liz. But she's hanging with it. Which brings us to the idea of performative politics. She's, it's just a bold new experiment. I'm going to say S that nobody believes. Nobody could believe. You'd have to be a lunatic to believe it. But it's going to be on the side of things my voters like. It's just going to be a demonstration. It's got no more logical basis than becoming the queen of the rose parade. I mean, it's just claims. It's just fluff. And we'll see if it works. I accidentally drank urine the other day. (coughs) Pardon me. So does that win the award for the most jarring transition in Armstrong and Getty history? It's up there. From health care discussions of policy to that statement? Accidentally? How do you normally store it? <laughs> well, and what were you hoping to drink? Water. Oh. So my my son, who I've talked about his health uh, problems, one of one of the things he's got from we think it's because of obsessive compulsive disorder. He pees like every three minutes all day long. Wow. It's just part of his life, and how he doesn't go crazy, I I don't know. Um, we have puppy pads all around the house. So he doesn't have to run to he can't run to the bathroom by himself because he gets too scared. So maybe somebody has to go with him. So that's kind of uh-huh. inconvenient for everybody. So he pees just wherever there's puppy pads all over the house. When we're driving, you have to pull over every couple of miles. Uh oh. And he pees into I keep in I keep water bottles with me all the time. So I just grab an empty water bottle. I pull over. He pees in the empty water bottle. I put the lid in it. I've long thought it would be easy to make a mistake <sighs> with these water bottles that I'm constantly drinking water out of. If you've got one full of urine in your car, sure, you could see where this would go. Oh, boy. But so on Halloween night, um, in between trick-or-treating, we either had to find a bush or, or get go over to the car, and he peed in this bottle, and I kept I put it where I keep my water bottles, which only an idiot would do. And uh, <laughs> next morning, I'm driving to work. This was Friday morning, and uh, I got my thirst. I've had a little coffee. I haven't had any water. Open up the water bottle, take a big slug, and I immediately... Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, realized... Golly. Oh, my. Immediately, huh? Oh, boy. Didn't taste anything. I, it was the smell. Mm, oh, jeez. The smell in the bottle. Yeah, this is and, uh, Well, it's it, it's a real life. Yeah. It actually happened. Drama I'm, not, real I'm not saying this just to be shocking. It actually happened no, to me. No, I believe you. And I, uh, and I immediately smelled it. And you know what I did? This is the, this is the main reason I'm telling this. Now, that point of the story is where both my boys just laugh so hard they can't, they can't, <laughs> they can't breathe. 
<laughs> I told Henry this story. He just he could, Mom! Mom! Dad! Dad! I mean, he just thought it was so fantastic. <sighs> Anybody older than that age does not find it funny at all, and they're horrified. Mm, but I get it. But uh, <laughs> what, what was interesting was I did with my, what happened with my mind was I immediately thought, I am not going to acknowledge that this just happened. I spit it back in the water. I put the lid back on. I put it on. And I just decided I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to think about this. I just went back to listening to my news, driving. Go. I just another swig of coffee to. It was just. To... I just. It was just the. I thought it was an interesting response from my own brain. Yeah. You if you if you take this in, you're probably gonna vomit. You're gonna. Go, there's all kinds of who knows what. Right. So I just went with it. Didn't happen. Right into Did the suppression file. Yep. yep. Immediately. Yep. Didn't happen. That didn't happen. Not acknowledging it. (laughs) And it worked. Look, children, there's an especially large dog by the roadside. (laughs) And it worked. I just didn't acknowledge that I Wow, there you go. Mm -hmm. You put it aside. Although if you are ever, you know, in the desert for days and and forced to go that route, at least you've got some practice. Drinking, you know, it'll be your own in that case. But uh... there are certain uh, UFC fighters that I know for certain... Part of their training regimen is is Why? drinking their own. Why? Uh, How the, does that help? The anything? theory is that it's only you're just flushing out excess vitamins and minerals and supplements that you've they taken. They can't afford to buy the fresh vitamins and minerals. They're That's not that expensive. Idiotic. <laughs> idiotic. Uh, Go ahead and take the fresh vitamins and minerals. The, the, the point being that it's it's certainly gross, but I don't think medically there's a danger. Oh no, there's not. Yeah. No. No, unless you have a bladder infection, urine is clean. Yep. And, and acidic. And part, I think part of it, uh, being a parent, if you've raised little kids, you get a variety of gross little kid stuff on you. It's part of the whole oh, yeah. diaper illness thing, and you just get used to it. So that, that sure. factored in also. Sure. Anyway. Said like a pee drinker. <laughs> anyway. Look at him justifying his Mo- behavior. Moving along. That was quite something. So, in this era of school shootings... And threats and police policies and, and cowardly guards in some cases, et cetera, et cetera. And disciplinary uh, policies that lead to more of it, not less of it. Thanks, Obama administration. Police swarmed Lone Peak High School in Highland City, Utah, Tuesday afternoon, after receiving a reported tip that there may be a person with a gun on the campus. Lone Peak High School in Highland. Swarmed by police, locked down the kids sitting against the walls for hours, etc. That would be frightening as hell. Yes. Again, I say Lone Peak High School in Highland City. Couple of problems. Number one, the tip was called in by a student at Highland High School, which is a different place than Lone Peak High School in Highland City. And the suspicious person was there to fix the vending machine. Other than that, the details were pretty close to So kids call the cops in high school A because a guy's there to fix the vending machine, and they swarm high school B, and everybody has to go through the whole our lives are in danger drill. Well, we're jumpy. We are a little jumpy. Salt Lake City Police Detective Michael Ruff. That's uh, bad. That's bad for you know everybody who thought that was actually happening. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Said. Listen. There was some confusion. I'd say there's some, but we'd always rather have somebody say something and respond than have somebody not say something and have it turning something bad. Uh, I would agree with you there, sir. That is unfortunate. The vending machine guy is still at large, probably because they went to the wrong high school. 
Apparently, the Oregon legislature has um, voted to keep daylight savings time, saving time, year-round. My kids were unaware of the time change thing. Apparently, we'd never talked about it. I brought it up to my son. I was trying to explain to him, and he couldn't quite grasp why and what. And I, I said, nobody really knows why. No. I mean, why now? Nobody knows why we still do it. It's just because it started. But, and Dad, no that makes grown-ups seem stupid. That's right, son. Yes. I'm always bragging about the lawlessness of Arizona, where their grandparents, my parents, live. Because mm. uh, everything goes in Arizona. They don't change the time in Arizona. Arizona's like the Wild West. Because they recognize it's stupid. But for the rest of the country. So, Oregon and Washington have both agreed to make daylight saving time permanent. But then... Uh, but. Two other things need to happen before it actually happens. California needs to get on board, and the U.S. government Why? has to agree to the change. Why does California have to get on board? I just think if the whole West Coast moved at once, it'd be really, really helpful. Uh, and I don't know, maybe that's in the law that, uh, as it was written. But So yeah, virtually everybody any... on the West Coast has decided, yeah, that should happen, but it just can't. And people saying it should happen my whole life, and it can't. Do we just forget about it till the next time it happens? Is that what goes on? Or we just keep living a little more discouraged. 